What number is this, Chip? Zilch 160, the re-release of Peter Tork's Stranger Things Have Happened with Glenn Gretland and Mark Kleiner. That's you guys. Hi, how are you doing? Yo, yo. <laughs> okay, not me, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short, I know. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Welcome back to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys. And today, it is full of 7A. 7A is in the house, and we are discussing Peter Tork's re-release, Stranger Things Have Happened. Welcome to the show, sir. Glenn Gretland from 7A. Hi, Ken. How are you? I'm doing well. And Mark Kleiner, who is a podcaster as well. Why don't you plug your show, Mark? NesmithTorkGoffinAndKing.Podbean.com because every niche has a niche. There you go. Glad to have you in the podcasting world with us. It's it's always cool to welcome more aboard. We are here to talk about this fantastic new 7A release. Glenn, let us have all the details. Right, so Peter Talk only ever recorded one solo album, Strange Things Have Happened, and it was released in 1994, which is now 26 years ago. Can you believe it? And we thought, uh, well, first of all, I thought it would be nice to be able to reissue this album because I personally think it's a great album. And um, I thought nobody's ever done it on vinyl. So I started looking into doing a vinyl edition of it. I thought we could do something cool. Then I got in touch with Mark and, um, and Mark said, are you doing it on CD? And I thought I hadn't really thought about it. Um, and then he said, well, if you are, you can have, you know, you might be able to add all these bonus tracks. So that's how it all came about, really. And um, very pleased to say that it's now coming out on both CD and vinyl. Fantastic. You know, you mentioned Mark Kleiner. Uh, he's he's a huge part of this release. Definitely. And that uh, he has written the liner notes. And, and he's been doing that for a lot of the 7A releases as of late. And I was lucky enough to see what you have in store for people. And I'm going to tell any Peter Torque collector out there, you're going to want this. A, it's a re-release. B, it's got bonus and rare tracks. And C, it's got these amazing liner notes that you're going to want to have. Mark, how did you approach doing this? Well, th thank you. It's very kind. And I... Well, the first project I did with 7A was the Mickey Dolan's MGM singles. And, you know, at that point, I, I sent them 7A, an adapted chapter from what was going to be a book I was working on that was covering this period of, of Mickey's. And it, I think it was quite a bit longer than they were asking originally. I think maybe the, the directive was 2,000 words, and it probably came in at about four or five times that. And so when I started writing these notes... Um, I didn't, I, I got a, a rough directive from, from Glenn, but I just started to see where it would go. Kind of like I'm a big fan of, uh, the making of apocalypse now where they just sort of head up the river and figure out how they're going to finish their movie when they get there. Um, so that was kind of the journey with these notes. And, and as I started to pull, uh, the story together, it just got, you know, by the time I was done, I realized it was it was quite long. So I just I just sent it off, and I knew it was going to exceed uh, their expectations. But Glenn, you know, was very supportive of the note, and he actually contacted the CD manufacturer to to figure out how the package could be modified to allow for. Uh, yeah, line. I, I um, what happened was when Mark sent his note, and I thought it was, I think it's an incredible note. Um, I just thought it would be such a shame to have to, 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 to take some of the, uh, the text out, you know, you, people want the whole story. So I contacted the CD factory and I said, what is the max number of pages you can fit into this package? 
And thankfully, we, we, we managed to be able to fit the whole, pretty much the whole node in there, I think. Um, and it turns out, it comes out at 36 pages. It's a 36-page booklet. Um, I think I did mention 32 pages in the past, but we managed to squeeze another four pages in there. So it's 36 pages long. 7A always going the distance, an extra four pages for this deluxe edition. Exactly. Glenn's being very modest there. I mean, basically, he laid it on the line. He said, listen, we're going to get this come hell or high water. We need this much. I, I think they actually probably set a new record at the CD shop with this package, if I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those, we, you know, and people that know 7A know this. It's not, about the, um, it's not about squeezing as much money out of this for us at all. We, we want to be able to make it as good as we possibly can. And we, uh, you know, if it's going to cost us extra to have a big sleeve note, then we're going to do that. That is the important thing for us. It's, it's really, this is by fans for fans. And it's something that 7A really specializes in. You always deliver. Let's talk about some of the people who helped make this happen. Uh, for example, the lovely Scott Erickson, right? He, uh, not only is he a Big Monkeys fan, but he's ultra attractive. And I understand he did some work on this. Yes, he was, he was a big help, um, especially on uh, Peter's New Monk single that he recorded in the early 1980s which we licensed from one of the new monks, Cloud Hain. And Scott was very, um, very supportive and, and very important in the mastering process of that particular, those particular songs. Fantastic. And he's done a great job. I am just so impressed by the visual presentation of this. It just blows me away. You're seeing this new colorful cover, some amazing photographs. There are some amazing photographs in here. Can you talk about how you went through that process, where you got them, and you know what was the thinking behind it? Yeah, it, the truth is we could have released this album a long time ago if we just if we didn't really care about the artwork. We could have gone with the original artwork and it would have been out a long time ago. But I really wanted to try and, 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 and sort of put a new twist on it or, or give. I, I was never personal. You know, I was never a fan of the original cover. I think some people might disagree, but um, I think the original cover was very much um, for its time, you know, mm hmm. And, and we're now 26, 26 years later, and I think um, I just thought we could probably do a little bit better and bring it a, a little bit more up to date. So I asked Henry Diltz uh, via Gary Strobel, and they came back with some amazing photos of Peter. Um, because finding pictures, finding good pictures of Peter or any of the guys from the early 1990s is not easy. Mm -hmm. So I think Gary and Henry came up with some, some great pictures, and um, I'm very pleased we were able to include them both on the cover and, and in the booklet as well. And um, our designer, Tim Johnson, then did a great job, I, thought, I think, of, um, of adding colors to it and trying to... It still got a bit of a nod to the original sleeve, so it's not completely sort of going in a different direction, but at the same time, it's, it's sort of new and fresh. Well, it also feels of that time as well. I mean, it it, it almost has some of that uh, vibe that you would see in graphics of the time. You know what I mean? Yes. And as a collector, I'm kind of glad that you didn't keep the same cover because I always hate it when they put out a new version of an old album. Like, for example, I love the first Cheap Trick album so much, right? It is It is just a classic album for me. But when I recommend it to people, I always have to take care to say, now, wait a second, make sure that you only listen to the original album because there's like seven bonus tracks that they added on it, right? Which, as a yeah. fan, I want. But on the other hand, if someone's sitting down and listening to that album for the first time, I want them to be aware that they have to stop on the last song of the original album where they're going to hear some stuff that wasn't good enough to make it to the album. Do you know what I'm saying? The stuff that wound up on the floor. Yeah. Demos and live tracks and stuff. As good as it is and as much of a collector that I want it, I want people to, when they hear that album for the first time, to hear it as I heard it the first time or as everybody else who came up in the 70s, for example, heard it. So to me, this is a clear visual uh, designation, if you will, that you clearly know that this is a completely different piece of work you're not just buying the same thing over again 
That, that's true. And also, I think, you know, Mark's, uh, certainly when I read Mark's liner notes uh, for the first time, I was blown away because I suddenly felt that there was so much stuff I didn't know about Peter that uh, I sort of felt that I, I knew him much better after reading the notes. And um, I hope others will feel the same when they read them. Absolutely. I think it's time to play a track. And Mark, since you're, you know, this is like your first time on the show, you want to pick a track to uh, listen to off of Stranger Things Have Happened. We'll play a portion of it. Well, I think um, it's it would be fitting to play the title track. It's really um, takes you somewhere really different. And uh, it's I think it kind of speaks for itself. And on Zilch, Stranger Things Have Happened. There you go. Who says it's impossible? Maybe it's just hard to get But if I were the last man on earth I would not relent Ooh, and maybe I know better But I'll fight fire with fire You, you must believe we can have Stranger things than you can imagine Stranger things have happened Stranger things than love The crime of the century just been solved tonight Here in the shelter of my arms I will make it right Ooh, The long march is beginning And the river shows the way I, I must be crazy have happened stranger things than you can imagine stranger things have happened stranger things than love stranger things have happened stranger things than you can imagine stranger things have happened stranger things and love Hi, this is Peter Tork and you're listening to Zilch, a Peter Tork podcast. And that was some of Stranger Things Have Happened off the upcoming re-release with bonus tracks, new cover and everything from 7A, Stranger Things Have Happened. What would you say to a Peter Tork fan, or let's even go a little bit further, what would you say to a Monkees fan who has never picked this up before, why this is important to them, why should it matter to them? Because there are those Monkees fans that love the monkeys and here's the thing that's it's 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 not a fan litmus test right like for example you have to own everything you have to you know in order to to be dubbed a monkeys fan right but there's a, a certain segment of the monkeys fan population that they have the first four albums maybe five maybe six and then it just ends for them and it's sad that often the solo works of the guys are often ignored. And this is one great thing about 7A and some of the other companies that are doing things. 
we're getting we're we are getting to see the solo work of the monkeys individually and it's standing on its own what would you say to people that have never purchased this album and then what would you say to people who have purchased the original album why they should pick this up glenn i'll let you go first well, I mean, first of all, um, I, I think on the, the monkey's solar side, I think one of the, the reasons why some people aren't um, maybe not then maybe not aware of some of the solar recordings that are available out there. I think there's a lot of new fans, particularly in la- in later years on social media, that might have um, sort of become fans a bit later. And you know, this album, for instance, Peter Talk was recorded 26 years ago, and this is the first ever reissue. So you can be forgiven for maybe not knowing about it. And I think um, it's therefore important for us to try and, and you know, really sort of shout from the rooftops and make people aware that this is coming out. And to anybody who is sort of unsure, all I would say is, if you're the least bit curious about what kind of talent Peter had in terms of singing and playing and what his musical repertoire was, I would pick this up because I think, I think it's going to blow you away. Mark, same question. Great question. Um, I would say that for the early, the fan of the, say, the first five Monkeys albums, who's kind of stopped there, purchasing this record is a way of paying reparations for the bum steer Peter got on the Birds, the Bees, and the Monkeys album when Lester still basically ixnayed his material or whoever was responsible for it. Um, now, I know the Birds, Bees deluxe set addresses that. Uh, you know, that mistake somewhat um, or considerably does. But this is, um, as Glenn was saying, a real entree into seeing Peter in terms of how James Lee Stanley put it, how the music really shows who Peter was. And um, Peter, of course, was so integral to the Monkees, a group, you know, if you're listening to this, you love the Monkees. And um, to deepen that love, uh, pick up this record and also you're going to note that there are a couple of places on this, this album where you've got Mickey Dolans and Michael Nesmith coming in with Peter on milkshake. I feel like a milkshake. And then Michael sticks around and adds some vocals to MGBGT. And so hearing that vocal blend of, of those voices together, I mean, it's, it's delightful. So it raises the question, you know, what really makes a monkey's album? I mean, you got monkey's albums that were, largely solo affairs with with various you know repertoires of studio musicians and then you got this solo record that includes you know three of the monkeys on on one of the key tracks and and two of them on another so it's pretty interesting and this this album also came together in the you know woodland hills in the california area just as in the in the early days as the monkeys were starting to realign just before justice okay so uh, after the 89 tour, I mean, there were, there were some years there where, you know, never the two shall meet again or the four shall meet again. And slowly and generally in the California area with things like the Hard Rock Cafe, the, the presentation of the gold records or the platinum records, I should say, you know, the, all the stars started to realign, as it were. And um, this album, I mean, is obviously so integral to Peter's story, but it also has uh, a real interesting uh smaller part but a part to play in uh the bringing around of the monkeys again in what would become justice so i don't want to say that that is the full legacy of the record but i would say to the hardcore monkeys and only monkeys fan i would i would ask you know encourage them to broaden their vision a bit and to also see this record in terms of its important role within the monkey story as well mm-hmm and it's interesting to think that, like I always thought when you listen to Pull It, for example, to me, Peter Tork shines on that album. You know, as with all things, mileage will vary on to the individual. But I always thought that all the tracks that were pretty much on Pull It were kind of so busy trying to be contemporary that they weren't leaning forward, if that makes any sense. I always felt that Peter's contributions on pull it were kind of new wavish if you will like he you know he he kind of brought the the david bowie and the thompson twins <laughs> and i know that that's kind of a weird thing to say but his tracks seem to be 
the ones that for me really shine the most. I mean, I love heart and soul. Don't get me wrong. And there's that uh, one part in uh, the, the unfortunate part in every step of the way where Davey is stuck in that loop singing, do you want to, do you want to, you know, but for me, the stuff that I hear from Peter on that album are what really attracts me to it. And some of that is found on this album as well. And it's interesting because you had pull it, which had, one set of three monkeys and then on this album you have another set of three monkeys and in your liner notes you tell the full story of how it was supposed to be different correct mark well correct i mean this is according to some of the published reports at the time and uh there's a couple of sources that i went to on on that and ed riley helped reconnect me with some of maggie mcmanus's monkey business fanzines and james lee stanley sent me the inaugural uh, newsletter of Beachwood Recordings, which really helped to kind of shed some light on that. The, the, the story, the, the best that I could ascertain from those sources was that Davey was in the studio. He was invited to take part. And basically they're kibitzing with, with family. Like Anita was there with uh, the, 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 the kids. And um, by the time it was time to record, apparently he had to go. So um, they never got him it recorded and and Maggie noted that in in lieu of Davy that uh, Michael was then invited to come onto the album. I mean that's how it was put in there. So that was interesting that um, that Nesmith was was supposed to get involved that way. Now Davy and Mickey at this point um, likely by the time tracking was I mean tracking for this this album went on for for quite a while. So yeah I. I I shouldn't be too confident saying when exactly they would have come in to do uh, those vocal overdubs, but it's, well, the, the together again tour, I'm just trying to think July 94. So it's possible that they were starting to talk about working together again, you know, around that time. But in any case, these were all recorded separately. It should be said, it wasn't like the, you know, there was, there were three of them in the studio at any, any time together. It would have been Peter with, Mike and then Peter with Mickey and of course James Lee Stanley. So I think we really need to hold up uh, James Lee Stanley as really being the um, well, the, at least the midwife of this album. And he was really kind of the co-creator with Peter, helping him to realize his vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's fairly safe to say that I mean certainly this particular album wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for J- James Lee Stanley back in 1994. Um, you know, he might have done a different solo album who knows but um it, this was certainly very much with the help of james lee stanley that this came about play another bit of a track which one would you like to pick glenn i'd go for milkshake um i should mention that there's there's two versions of milkshake uh, on the new album uh one is the original album version which i think is the one you should play now but um we got a bonus track of Milkshake, which is the acoustic version of him, of Peter and James C. Stanley, just on two guitars, which I think is great as well. Fantastic. Well, without further ado or further don't, here's three of the original monkeys on Milkshake. Hi, this is Peter Tork, and you're listening to Zilch. It's a monkeys podcast. She wore an apron that was covered in gravy stains. She had a little green book and she had varicose veins. I was tired, I was hungry, I was ready to snap. She dropped a steaming gumbo right in my lap. I wasn't alone otherwise I would have trashed the place. But I was soothed by the music and her beautiful face. The meat was chewy and the chicken was bland. I'm not a pigeon, but she had me eaten out of her hand. I never ordered a slice of life on mode. What I need is an earthquake. I could hide in a crack in the road. But I feel like a milkshake. Feel like a milkshake. She started sponging my pants, it really tickled. She grabbed my plate and sank her teeth into my pickle. She sat down on my lap and started picking my teeth She was as naked as a baby underneath We were lost in the dream on a bed of fluffy rice When I was grabbed by the chef He had a grip like a vice He had gold medallions and a hairy chest I gave him back his wife, but he was still depressed 
And I feel And I feel like a milkshake I never ordered a slice of life I'll mold What I need is an earthquake I could hide in a crack in the road But I feel like a milkshake I saw a ground beef patty hit the coffee machine I could tell this gorilla was the moody kind I could have used a doggy bag But I changed my mind One of these hungry days And when my luck runs dry I'm gonna meet that great soda jerk in the sky He'll set the heavenly blender for the final frappe Wipe the fudge from his beard And then he'll probably say Do you feel? Slice of life on mold We could split a devil's food cake But the man with the van never showed So we'll both have a milkshake Both have a milkshake Just imagine a parallel universe Where there was a Pull It Or a sequel to Pull It With that set of three monkeys Mind blown, huh? <laughs> Indeed I just can't imagine Davey letting that happen, though. (laughs) Davey would have to get in there. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of bonus tracks on this album, and we should talk about that. There's some of them that are live. Some of them are like demos, if you will. I don't know if you want to call it that. What what would you call it? Well, I mean, there's, uh, I don't know. Should we go through the track listing? Sure, let's do that. So on the original album, you've got Stranger Things Have Happened. Get What You Pay For, Sea Change, Giant Step, which is a um, obviously a monkey song that he covers, Milkshake, MGPGT, Miracle, Pirates, Getting In, which was unpooled, but this is a new version by Peter for the album, mm-hmm. Tender Is, and Higher and Higher. Then we got nine bonus tracks on the CD, Milkshake with James D. Stanley, which is an acoustic version, MGBGT, Miracle, and Pirates, all with James E. Stanley, all acoustic versions. So what you get is you get the original album version, the original studio version, and then you get the um, bonus tracks with James E. Stanley, which are acoustic versions, and it gives you a different perspective. Peter singing all the lead vocals, and then you got you get what you pay for, uh, which is a live version, live at the Coffee Gallery. Easy Rocking is a previously unreleased demo by Peter from 2010. I Truly Understand, which was the, um, the early folk recording that Peter did in the early 80s. We licensed that from the Smithsonian Institute. Remember what you said, my dear, when we stood side by side, you swore you'd love no one but me and be no other man's bride, my dear, be no other man's bride. And I truly understand that you love another man And your heart shall no longer be mine I mean, there's been some other versions out there, but this is the best quality version you're going to hear of, I truly understand. And then we've got Peter's original single with the new monks, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone and Higher and Higher.
which is amazing to have. I mean, if you would have told me a year ago that we would have this, it just would would have blown me away. And it 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 always takes me back to uh, how both Davy and Peter tried to do the new monks right. <laughs> uh, Davy had the new monkeys that he tried to do along with toast and all that stuff. Uh, it's weird that people are so upset with the new monkeys, but their guys were doing this as well. Right. But that's, it's the natural thing, right? It, it, it only makes sense that they would think to do this. What are your opinions of these, uh, the, the versions of not your step in stone and higher and higher with Peter Tork in the new monks, Glenn? Well, I, I think that they, um, well, I think they're great versions and I think they're very much of their time mm-hmm. and it shows you, and Mark has done this well in his, his liner notes. It, it kind of gives you a picture of where, Peter was at that particular time in his life, uh, both musically and as a person. And um, it's a unique insight. And I, I think, um, well, if you haven't heard it, I think um, I think most people will like them. I'll let Mark take over. Yeah, I mean, this the, the New Monk single is really, really awesome. It's it's really vibrant. I mean, it, it according to the, the sleeve note, it says it was recorded, all recorded on February 13th. 1981, which would have been Peter's 39th birthday. It's likely, I, I, I don't know if they, they maybe did overdubs on other days. It seems like a lot of work to get done in one day, but it's, um, I would say at least the basic tracks may have been done that day. I mean, these were certainly recorded on a uh, budget. There was a woman who, um, I don't think I mentioned her in my liner notes, but who financed it and she's credited and she's since passed away. I tracked down her daughter, but, uh, haven't uh, spoken with her as of yet, but she actually traveled to Japan with the group. And uh, but, anyways, I digress. But um, the the single itself, you got Lester Chambers on there, and uh, he's from the Chambers Brothers, like a classic. Uh, Time has come today. Exactly, exactly. So so Lester's singing on there um, as far as part of the the background vocals, that big big chorus uh, vocal effect, gang vocals, and. Um, you know, the kind of, uh, I don't know how you, how you describe the, the treatment of Step and Stone, uh, kind of new wavy, kind of post-new wave. So very cool. I, I got to say my favorite bonus track on this is I Truly Understand. I, I just think it was so, it's nice to have that on there because one of the things that um, James Lee Stanley talks about is how he originally envisioned Stranger Things Have Happened as being a, a solo acoustic record. And that's how he initially met Peter back in 1964 was when he booked him to play his club, you know, on the East Coast or in Virginia Beach, I think it is. So so Peter had done all these great, you know, solo acoustic things. And that's where James Lee Stanley was originally thinking of going with this record. So in a way, you get a, you get a sense of that uh, acoustic Peter, um, certainly with I Truly Understand and then with those stripped down versions of with, with Peter and James Lee Stanley pay, playing a bunch of songs from the, that ended up on the record. So, in a way, you get the the best of both worlds here. So, nineteen sixty four. That's amazing to think of a friendship lasting that long. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Amazing. So, there are the two different versions. There's the CD and the LP, which are two completely different animals. Would you like to discuss that? Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy that we ended up releasing it on, on both formats because this, as I mentioned, this was meant to be only a vinyl release until we found out that we we were able to get these bonus tracks. Um, but for the vinyl, the vinyl is limited to 600 copies and it's going to be pressed on 180 gram neon magenta splatter vinyl. Um, so it's going to look very special and it's, it's got a unique sleeve note. So this, the, the liner notes you get on the back of, of the LP is different to what you get uh, inside the CD. And the vinyl includes seven bonus tracks, uh, which was everything we could fit on without compromising the sound quality. So it's absolutely full of, of tracks and it's got a unique liner notes on the back. And we think it's going to look great. I look forward to, I haven't seen it yet from the factory. I look forward to seeing the, uh, the Neon Magenta Splatter vinyl. I think it's going to look great. I look forward to that as well. It's it's going to be absolutely fantastic to have this in your hands and to put it on your shelf and to listen to it. It's going to be great. 
you want to pick this up if you're a Peter Tork fan on vinyl as well. But the CD has all the extra bonus tracks and that 36-page booklet, which is, as I'm telling you, Peter Tork fans, you're going to want to get this. So I'm I'm suggesting to the people that really are into Peter Tork, you want to get one of the 600 albums that is that's going to be pressed and released but it's definitely worth your time and your money to pick up both seriously i i cannot recommend that enough i was sent the stuff and i was just blown away by it it, it looks really good it sounds really good i'm just going to give it zilch's highest recommendation if, if you loved stranger things have happened you're going to love this because it's more, right? <laughs> it's plus. Yeah, I mean, the, the, origin, the original album had 11 tracks on it, and this, this reissue's got 20. So right there, I mean, that tells you everything. Um, and one of my favorite things, and this is not a rarity to the album, but uh, it was on the original version, but I want to play a little bit of my favorite track on it. It's one of my favorite. There's a couple of them I really love. Sea Change I love, but I really love this version of Giant Step, Take a Giant Step Outside Your Mind. So let's play a little bit of that. Though you've played at love and lost And sorrows turned your heart to frost I will melt your heart again Remember the feeling as a child When you woke up and mourned and smiled It's time you felt like you did then Come with me, I'll take you where The taste of life is green And every day holds wonders to be Today behind And take a giant step Outside your mind You stare at me in disbelief You say for you there's no relief But I swear I'll prove you wrong Don't sit here in your lonely room Just staring back in silent gloom That's not where Today behind and take a giant step outside your mind. And that is available on 7A's new release, Stranger Things Have Happened. I'm going to call it the deluxe version just because it's got all the bonus stuff on there uh definitely something you should check out um have you had a bunch of pre-orders yet yes pre-orders are going very well um and um you should be able to have it in in good time for christmas uh, or the holidays we got um the the u.s release date is the 12th of december which is a saturday but that is the release date and um so so hope for everything looks like it's on track at the moment the cds are arriving next week uh and the vinyl the following week so the 12th of december is the date and it's available from deepdiscount.com in the us also from amazon and in the uk uh, the cheapest and fastest options are key keymailorder.com and amazon as well fantastic every time you're on you spill the dirt a little bit more about what's coming in the future. And I know that this is always an uncomfortable discussion because I always press you and here we are, you know, what's coming, right? <laughs> what's coming from seven a well, there's been a lot of changes to seven a as, as some people may know. And uh, unfortunately, Ian, Ian Lee, um, stepped down and, um, I bought his share in the company and I, um, I'm going to do my best to, uh, to to ensure that we get you know lots of new exciting releases happening in the future as well and i think um well i hope that we're on to a good start with this peter talk release i'm I'm certainly very happy about it but we got some more exciting stuff coming as well 
Um, and as you may have heard, Mickey is currently recording a new album with Dolan Sings Nesmet. Um, that is well on its way. I think he's recorded two or three vocals already. All the backing tracks are done. Christian Nesmith is producing, and um, so that, that gives us great hope. I mean, what I've heard so far sounds really, really good, and I think it's going to blow people's minds. Um, it's, it's too early to give a release date, uh, other than to say it's going to be hopefully in the first quarter of next year, around March maybe. So a potential spring release. Yes. Yeah, and, and that, that is kind of the main main thing we're working on at the moment. It's the first time that, that 7A has ever done a new album, a new album from scratch. You know, it, it, it tends to be, we're very much a reissue company if you look at what we've done. So this is a brand new album in the studio, new recordings. Um, so it's very exciting for us. New ground for sure. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, Mark, you've done some liner notes for them what do you think of the work that 7a has done you know you're you're kind of in in it a little bit as far from the uh album liners but as a monkeys fan what does 7a mean to you well it 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 blows me away i mean it's like a you know it's it's kind of like it is a fan's dream you know like these these kind of releases to come I, i just think it keeps uh revitalizing the franchise as it were you know it keeps things exciting and and fresh and you know it's it's a real adventure and so uh i have a real depth of gratitude to glenn and you know to ian as part of the legacy of 7a and to glenn for carrying it on and a a real sense of i mean i'm humbled to be to be part of the the journey in the ways that i'm um able to contribute so yeah it's it's a delight you know so i you know of course you know getting the rolling stone article you know previewing the the upcoming dolan sings nesmith album you know it was great to see um 7a getting that uh you know that that press and i think that that uh release will elevate the label further and then i look forward to nesmith sings dolan's and then <laughs> and i look <laughs> i look forward to, to stranger things have happened coming out on real to real which we we'd love to do but the, the vision for that is to put a mylar cover and it just keeps jamming the presses. So, mm. so well, I, I, I can only return by saying that, uh, you know, a lot of uh, all, the, all the releases that Mark has done liner notes for uh, wouldn't have been anywhere near the same if it weren't for his notes. I mean, the, the level of detail and the enthusiasm that he puts into it is just amazing. And I, I count myself as a fairly big Monkeys fan and I, I kind of thought that I knew pretty much everything, but every time Mark does a new liner note, I learn so many new things about the artist that I didn't know before. So um, I hope that people will feel the same when they read them. But yeah, certainly Mark has been a, a huge help uh, and influence uh, on these new releases. Fantastic. And Glenn, I'm glad that you're keeping things going. I love Ian Lee and I look forward to doing things with him, anything you'd ever want to do. All you guys are welcome to come and be part of Zilch, you know, and uh, just so glad to have 7A and all the releases that you guys have made a reality. It's just fantastic. What is your hope for this album, Glenn? What do you see as far as when it's released? What do you want to happen? Well, I hope that a lot of people that haven't heard it before will go and check it out. I think it's just a shame that Peter isn't here to see it himself being, you know, but it, it's, for me, it's always been a great album. And I remember clearly when it came out back in 1994, I was so excited. And I hope that some of that excitement will 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 sort of translate into new, new people listening to it. I, I think that there's a lot of fans out there that may not have heard it. And I just, I can't encourage people enough to check it out when it comes out because you will see a different side to Peter Talk that you haven't seen before. And it, it really underlines what a great singer and musician that, that he was. And I think that there's more of a demand since his passing, sadly. Uh, I think that this will help a lot of people in the sense that I know in the Monkeys community and the Peter Tork fan community, this is the kind of thing that they've kind of been looking for and it's it's going to be nice for this uh in this desert to to get some some water in this oasis if you will absolutely and i don't know how mark feels but for me uh, to to be able to work on this project was 
uh, definitely a nice thing during an otherwise very bleak time in our history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice mm-hmm. to it's nice to have some some good things to look forward to. Yes, well, I I'll just briefly share that the first time I ever saw the monkeys in person, I was born in Philadelphia. When I was 15 years old, I returned to the city of my birth for my first monkeys convention and saw them at the Mad Music Center. And the first monkey I ever saw in person was Peter speaking at that convention on the Saturday morning. And my question to him was one of the ones that he answered. We were allowed to put a, you know, submit questions on index cards. And it was the question, when will you make a solo album? So all those years later, you know, it was, it's very cool to be uh, involved in the, the re-release of, you know, what turned out to be his only solo album. Now, in, in a lot of respects, it's a collaboration with James Lee Stanley, but it, but it truly is. I mean, James's role was really to help Peter realize his solo vision. So he was really, um, you know, facilitating that. He wasn't really an aggressive uh, producer in that sense. He was really helping Peter make it happen. And the plan was to do a second solo album, as I mentioned in the liner notes, it never came to pass. Uh, although Peter and James, I mean, and then the Shoe Soy Blues, there was like this tremendous output, you know, comparable to what happened previously, which was so little, much of which is gathered here, right? But it was mm-hmm. so scarce, the Peter Tork release. And then after this, it really kind of revitalized Peter and, and he and James did all those releases. And then the Shoe Soy Blues, he did a whole slew of other, other releases. But, you know, it's a real special thing that this was his only solo you know album it came out um what was it 26 years after he left the monkeys and now 26 years later it's kind of being reissued so that's kind of cool too fantastic numerology people out there right so (laughs) (laughs) there's one photo that when i think about this project that i want to talk about it's peter in a record store and you know how they have the record store displays yeah and it's got there's a sign that says something like just in time for christmas or something like that or and just above it is this like four by four or whatever size it is uh album cover and peter is standing beside it and he looks so happy and proud like this is my baby excited yeah 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 and it's such a fantastic picture and there's so many great pictures so kudos to everybody that helped assemble that and who shot those pictures the design is fantastic. Uh, there's one page where there's like three different pictures from the new cover photo shoot. And yeah. there it's kind of like a late 80s, 90s kind of a splash effect going on. And uh, it's it's just it just made me feel good to see that. And then you've got the artwork that was used on the new Monks single kind of repurposed at some point too it's just a great package it looks great it sounds great now was there remastering done on the original album yes well i mean everything's been digitally remastered um and um by by the the studio that we normally use and i can honestly say that this is this is as good as it's ever going to sound so not only do you get the original 11 tracks remastered but you also get the new Monks material that Peter Tork did, some acoustic stuff, the demos. It's just fantastic. You're not going to get this much Peter Tork anywhere else in 2020. So I recommend it highly. recommend it very highly. And I would like to thank you uh, for including us in the thanks on the liner notes. I really do appreciate it. And, and I'm glad that we've always been here to help you. I mean, we, we kind of came up together. We're kind of like uh, schoolmates, right? Yeah. I'm that's the least we can do. Ken, thank you so much for all your support. I mean, I really appreciate that. Well, love you all. I highly recommend that if you want one of these vinyl that you put your order in now, I can't imagine that 600 of them, you know, I just think that there's more of a demand for them than that. And uh, I just I just want to say if you want this on vinyl, you might want to place your order right now, if not sooner. We're very lucky, actually, to be able to do it on vinyl because I don't know if you're aware, but because of the, the global pandemic at the moment and because of other circumstances, um, vinyl supply is, is, is very, um, very difficult at the moment. Lots of vinyl plants, uh, uh, manufacturing plants are struggling. 
and um, lead times are now three to four months, if not more, from when you place your order. So as a consequence, a lot of new bands and artists have had to cancel their vinyl releases because they simply won't be ready in time for Christmas. Um, so I'm very happy to say that is not the case with this Peter Tog album. We will have it out in time. And um, yeah, I, I think um, I really look forward to seeing a sample myself, to be honest. Well, uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show today. Mark, you want to plug your show again? Uh, Nesmith Tour, Goffin and King com. We're coming back. Um, I've got some surprises, but uh, that's still, yeah, right on. <laughs> it is the Monkeys Podcast with a difference. It's a, sometimes a look at an alternative universe, but there's always so much to be learned in it as well. Uh, Mark has a sense of humor and it shows, and uh, it's, it's just a, another fun listen. We recommend it as well. Thanks so much, Ken. Thanks to the whole Zilch Nation and for all your support and for being there and for all the inspiration. And I also just want to thank everybody for, you know, for buying, uh, you know, the 7A titles. And I think I mentioned this quite often when, when I'm on your show, but every penny we make goes into the making of the next album. So we, we you know, we, we don't, we don't um, pay ourselves anything and any profit goes into making the next monkeys related album and we wouldn't have been able to record mickey sings nesmith if it wasn't for all your support so thank you you helped make this happen you right there yes you i'm tapping on the mic to get your attention you helped make this happen so uh thank you to everybody out there who's purchased 7a stuff because it is for fans by fans so doesn't get much better than that so I want to thank you guys for being on the show today. Come back anytime you want. If you want to do a 7A dance party, whatever you want to do, we'll do it. You know, I want to thank you both for being here today. And we want to thank you for listening to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys. Be safe out there. Mask up. You don't have to be a crime fighter to wear a mask or a bank robber to wear a mask, right? You can you can even get a Zilch mask, by the way. You can get the monkey men symbol or the our zilch artwork so take care of one another have a happy holiday whatever you celebrate with love uh happy festivus merry christmas happy thanksgiving whenever you're hearing this have a great day too well we'll wish you that so be kind to one another be safe and love you guys love you glenn love you mark thank you so much ken love take you, ken. care all right say so see you guys see you guys see you guys <laughs> It's the old George Burns, Gracie Allen thing. Say, see ya, Gracie. See ya, Gracie. <laughs> I need therapy. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Burke. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.